stop hanging out with people who are probably going to reinforce his racist rhetoric. He will continue to believe his racist rhetoric. He will not get any sort of help in disentangling himself from this racist and violent behavior, and then will come out and still be possibly a menace to other people. And what will we have to show for it besides having spent $50,000, $60,000 each year to incarcerate this person who comes out just as hateful and just as misguided as when he went in? Anything else you want to add to what you said? I think that what we have to also think about is that the United States has 5% of the world's population and between 20 to 25% of the world's prison population. If prisons made us safer, we should be the safest nation in the world. And as our conversation just showed with the rise in attacks against Asian American people, with uh, attacks against Jewish people, you know, with people who still pose threats to other people, prisons have not done anything to make us safer. Instead, they're a false solution to cover up the fact that we still live in a nation which fails to address societal, economic, and all sorts of other problems. That was freelance writer and author Victoria Law speaking with KBU contributor David Rosenberg. And now it's time for News from the Boo, the weekly segment from people inside of and around KBU with news from your community radio station. Well, good evening. You are listening to News from the Boo here on your community radio station, KBOO Portland. I'm your host, Jenna Yokoyama, and I'm also one of the interim station co-managers. Here on News from the Boo, we talk about all things KBU. It's a show for our volunteers, our listeners, our members, anybody who wants to learn more about KBU. And this week, well, I'm kind of on the phone side of recording my interview, so this is what I sound like on the phone. How you all doing? Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking to our program director, Asia, and she's going to be giving us an update about all the programming coming up that special for the Juneteenth weekend, as well as the Waterfront Blues Festival, our annual broadcast. And we'll also be talking to fellow interim station co-manager Celeste Carey about some cable history related to the Soul Strip. So here we go. Uh, first, we have an interview with Asia Hawthorne. Yeah, so on Saturday the 19th, from 1 to 6 p.m., we'll be live streaming uh, Juneteenth, Oregon's 49th annual Juneteenth celebration. Um, they'll be live streaming from the Jack London Review. So there'll be special performances from public officials, um, artists. I believe KBU's own Mike Crenshaw will be one of the guests there. That's exciting. This is our second year, I think, live streaming the Juneteenth celebration. And this one will be exceptionally special since um, Oregon is currently signing Juneteenth into an official state holiday. And then what's happening on Sunday? Yeah, on Sunday to wrap up the Juneteenth weekend, we'll be holding a soul and hip hop marathon. Um, all our different DJs from, you know, JJ Johnson from the Gospel and More program, Kona from Africa Oye, um, all these different DJs we're putting together, uh, different sets celebrating black music. Um, we'll be ending the night with uh, um, the original Soul Strip DJ uh, Kevin Barry 
uh, will be joining us for a live set um, to finish off the evening. So that's really exciting. All right, so if people want to learn more and see the schedule, how can they do that? Um, you can go to our website, kboo.fm. Uh, right on the front page, you'll see uh, banners and episode pages for both the Juneteenth Oregon live stream and the Soul and Hip Hop Marathon. You can see the lineup of DJs and um, all the different uh, sets they'll have prepared for you. And then Asia, we also have some special programming coming up just a couple weekends after that. We have our annual broadcast of the Waterfront Blues Fest. Uh, what can our listeners know about that? Yeah, so it'll be uh, five days this year because we are broadcasting the pre-show that takes place on Thursday, July 1st in the afternoon, I think 7 to 9 p.m. And then that uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, noon to four, will be broadcasting their uh, daytime set. And they will be live streaming the evening sets. They'll be very similar sets each day, um, but one will be live streamed and one will be broadcast um, at KBOO. So if people want to tune in to KBOO to hear the Waterfront Blues Fest, what time should they be doing that each day? Noon to 4 p.m. So people can tune in, you said from 12 to 4 that day, but if people are actually at the festival, um, we're going to be there too. So Asia, why don't you talk about what Cable will physically be doing at Waterfront Blues Fest this year? Yeah, it's really exciting that we will physically be at, though there will be a physical festival this year. Last year we partnered with Blues Fest to do Blues Fest on air, airing all their archives. Uh, this year we're back on the waterfront, not necessarily at the park. We'll be at Zydell Yards, um, but still on the waterfront, so still holding true to the name. Um, we'll have you know, our standard anchors um, announcing um, the artists, maybe catch a few interviews. We'll have our engineers there. Um, the, whole, the, whole, the whole crew will be there. So everyone just needs to make sure to get your listening ears ready because you got five days of listening starting on Thursday night all the way uh, through Monday, July 5th. Every day we'll have some Blues Fest. So again, uh, you can always look at our website, check out more info about everything happening at KBOO. Okay, so is there anything else you can think of that you want to talk about in programming? Like, are you needing programmers right now? Or is there any announcements you'd like to make for programmers? Um, we're always accepting applications. There are always holes in the schedule, um, you know, since the station shut down. Um, so if you ever want to turn in a special set, um, you got um, a special event coming up that you want to celebrate, we can definitely block out some airtime for you. So feel free to reach out with special programming. All right, volunteer programmers, that was an announcement for you. Always uh, feel like you can reach out to staff and let us know about your special ideas. And maybe our listeners don't know that, but a lot of our special programming starts with our volunteers saying, hey, here's something that's important to me, and I would love to, you know, have KBU pay special attention to that day. Can I help organize a special day of programming or a few hours of programming that are focused on this topic? So volunteers, let us know what is important to you. And if you're listening and you're like, well, I wish I could do that, but I'm not a volunteer, you can become a volunteer programmer. Uh, we have our next orientation coming up, I believe, on Friday, July 2nd. Again, check out our website to do more of that stuff. Well, Asia, thank you so much for joining us on News from the Boo. It's nice having you you back on the News from the Boo Airwaves. Yeah, thanks for having me. So that was Asia Hawthorne, 
If you need to get in contact with Asia, you can always email her at program at kboo.org. Okay, next I am joined by my fellow interim station co-manager, Celeste Carey. Woo! Celeste, welcome to News Woo! Woo! Hey. Okay, so this Sunday we have our Soul and Hip Hop Marathon. Yes. And part of that marathon is that we're having a programmer who was uh, part of the original Soul Strip. So for folks who maybe are newer to to listening to KBOO, can you give us a little history about the Soul Strip and when that was on KBOO and what that was on KBOO? Well, if I remember correctly, the Soul Strip started, I think, in, it was either 86, 1986 or 1988. And um, the time shifted a little bit here and there, depending on what year we went and what kind of programming uh, hopes, dreams, and challenges we had. But for the most part, it was like 5 to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. And Saturday had a couple of extra shows because I remember Rosemary Allen had a jazz show. Uh, I cannot, was it Congo Square? I'm not sure. Uh, Eugene took over that. Um, And then I had a slot that used to belong to JW Friday from eight to 12. And then Renelle Shern did a show Um, His was from 12 to, I believe, 2 o'clock, and it's called You're Under Arrest. And uh, he named it after a Miles Davis song. And like myself, it was kind of an eclectic mix of soul. And so Monday through Friday, you had had DJs like, um, you had DJs like Sonia and Clemmies. You had Tim. Warren and Phil Bethune, they were soup and spaz. And I think they were on on Thursdays. I think Sonia and Clemens, who were the nasty girls, I think theirs was Tuesdays, but I'm not sure. Uh, we had other folks like Pablo Ennis, who did uh, a reggae show. Sister E, Eslyn Carvey, she did a reggae show. Um, I think Reggae Bob also, Bob Hamilton was involved. Just a host of people. Uh, Lonita Duke did uh, From the Grassroots on Fridays. And uh, uh, just a host of, of programmers in there. I know I'm missing a few of them. And when JW left KBU, his slot was open. And so Eugene and a bunch of the black programmers got together and um, we brainstormed and think tanked an idea for showcasing a more expansive array of black music. Uh, We wanted something that showcased the connections of the diaspora, whether it was African music or Caribbean music, Afro-Latin, R&B, just whatever was being done by black artists. And I was new then in terms of being a programmer. I had just been doing news and public affairs, Uh, but I was on the uh, program uh, advisory committee, the PAC. And so we all would meet, we came up with ideas, we figured out a way to to, uh, promote the show, name it, have the programmers alternate 
taking over that segment of time and playing it. And we kicked it off on the air in 91, 1991. And it was called An Evening of Infotainment. And so uh, DJs would kind of pair up and they would do that four hour shift and mix it up. Uh, when it came my time, I did it. I thought it was fun. Uh, I learned the board and everything. Renell helped me. And then after that, <laughs> we had an interesting turn of events. Two things happened. One thing that happened was that the other programmers realized that doing a four-hour Saturday shift in addition to their regular program was more than they could handle. So folks were concerned. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's, but, yeah, I don't know if people know how incredibly tiring it is to do a weekly. And when you, you said four hours, I yes. sort of thought, wow, that, that's very tiring. That's impressive. It is impressive. I, I, you know, I, I, I appreciated the fact that they were willing to rotate like that. Um, but in the end, I ended up inheriting the show because I didn't have one. And I'd been a DJ before. And I guess they believed me when I said, I think I can handle this. And so I ended up taking over the show. Program committee signed me on. And, and then shortly, either right before that or right after that, Eugene Rashad, who was another, like I said, long-term programmer, um, he renamed the show, and, and we called it, instead of an evening of infotainment, it became an evening of afrotainment. And I kicked it off, and it, it what was... What year was that? Huh? What year was that? That it changed? I want to say it still might have been in 91. I don't think we kept infotainment too long as a name. It wasn't too long after that. But I started the show in 91. And, uh, wow, so your show is still on. Yeah. And it's like 30 years old. Wow. Listening to you talking about the Soul Strip, there's still so many um, of those programmers who were part of the Soul Strip still at KBU um, that you were mentioning. You and Eugene Rashad, Lenita Duke. Yes. Um, so, Bob Hamilton, still mm -hmm. so many people around. That thank you for sharing that history with us. Is anybody going to be that was part of the full strip going to be part of it this Sunday? A marathon? Or, yes. Well there yeah. were the two Barry brothers, Ken and Kevin Barry. So Kevin is they're coming, gonna be on. Kevin is coming in. I think he used to do I'm trying to remember when his show was on. He was a soul strip programmer. And um, Ken, his, his older brother, would do a lot more of the public affairs. He was much more intimately connected with the uh, King celebration, he and Shahid Hamid. So there's still some strong ties to Portland's Black community, and we want to honor those and support those and, you know, hope we can get people to fall back in love with Kabu and the Soul Strip so we can continue to have some of that flavorful soul of Portland. And that'll be happening this Sunday, June 20th, right here on KBU. So tune in for the Soul and Hip Hop Marathon. And we have run out of time here on Youth from the Boo. So thank you so much, Celeste, for coming on and like sharing your stories and letting us know about some KBU history. It's and so we have uh, yeah, a little bit, of, little bit of history going into Sunday. 
Amuse Under Blue is on every single Wednesday at 5.45 p.m., which means I'll be talking to you again in one week. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to KBOO Portland. Tune in the fourth Monday of each month at 11.30 a.m. to Voices for the Animals. We discuss the latest news and trends in the animal world. And the role of activism surrounding the issues of animal rights. That's Voices for the Animals at 11.30 a.m. on the fourth Monday of each month on KBOO. Tune into KBOO Portland on Sunday, June 20th for KBOO Soul and Hip Hop Marathon honoring black liberation through music. Continue your Juneteenth celebration in style as KBOO DJs spin old school R&B, soul, hip hop, and more. Again, that's K 